Why the hell did the weather change so hard? The forecast. It's ridiculous. <sighs> yeah. It's frustrating. <laughs> I'm literally sitting in like two days. I need two days to be able to finish the, the coop. Mm-hmm. That's it. But I need two days of dry to finish the coop. Yeah. Because we're otherwise. Back and forth of possibilities that, you know, it might rain is just, it's frustrating because it's enough to put you out of commission in mm-hmm. the middle of doing something. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because I can lay down, like, you like those pressed linoleum tiles. I was like, yeah, those look good. So let's go with that for cleaning the, the flooring and everything. But it's two days that it needs to be dry in order to paint it. Because otherwise the paint's not going to, you know, go on right. So it's just problematic. So <sighs> I am not excited about this. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, sh- we had a dry winter. Mm-hmm. So it's all coming back to bite us in the butt. <laughs> it's just annoying. It's literally, you know, for, for everybody that, that listened to yesterday morning or afternoon or anything i don't remember when i said it but yesterday i was talking about how we've got you know next couple of days it's gonna be sunny and then a little bit of cloud and then you know friday on it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be rainy yeah it changed it's you know possible at some point thunderstorms you know all day today tomorrow the next day literally today on so you know fun All the things that we have to get done. All I know is that no matter what, at some point, even if it is raining, I got to get the the cherry and grape tomato plants in that bed uh, tied up. And I, you know, I can get that done. I just might have to be doing that in the rain, which, oh, well, the the rain is what's going to help them take Mm -hmm. off properly. So and then I got to make sure I I harvest some of the things that I will because like the lettuce that's like good right now mm-hmm. I I'd, I'd have to harvest it or it's gonna rain and it's gonna like make them all soggy so oh no more salad <laughs> nobody's yeah, no, really that's, that's fine by me <laughs> nobody's really upset about that also uh, uh, when I took uh, Lily and we went to go get um, the sawhorse that we needed from uh, Harbor Freight mm-hmm. as well as the clamps because my clamps just disappeared mm-hmm. everybody knows what they looked like everybody knew them when i showed them to lily there i was like those clamps she's like oh yeah i saw those yeah i have no idea where they are oh yeah me either <sighs> okay but on the way back uh-huh. they have a ton more compost oh gosh. yeah yep that's gotta happen in the rain because we've got yeah you know. no we gotta do it it's yeah. like literally i'm sitting here going okay so yeah so this is going to be fun. It's not raining right now, so well, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. But I was nice to be able to catch up on some sleep last night because I, the night before that, just did not sleep more than like two hours. So uh, I was just, my brain would not shut up anyway. But uh, yeah, so we still got to get dirt and hopefully, or compost, and I'm hoping that's it. I'm 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 pretty good. I don't think we need more planter beds or anything for the garden. We have enough that we can st- we still have space in the garden to plant and yeah. eat and do everything else. And I say go ahead and pull your broccoli because I worry that it's gonna like you know I I'm worried that it's gonna go ahead and flower like oh yeah it does it'll it so it'll it'll flower um if I don't get it in the next yeah. couple of days because it's gonna get too hot yeah so no. it's the same thing with the the lettuce the soggy and it'll try to bolt because it's literally it's not like it's 75 70 65 mm-hmm. raining it's supposed to be 85 
you know, to eight to literally all high 80s and thunderstorming. Yeah. So everything yeah. that tells the broccoli, hey, put down your seeds and plant more broccoli. Right. So, yeah. It's yep. like, nope. Sorry, broccoli. You don't have that say. I'm like, as it is, I'm like looking at every inch that we can plant. Oh, um, oh, I never sent it to you either. I saw a guy who planted corn in cinder blocks. And he literally was doing that so that he could just li- rip the corn right out when he was done and just pop another thing of corn in. It was like, that was cool. But then I thought about it like corn's like 25 cents an ear when it gets to that point when you think about it that way. I mean, that's not why we're doing that, that things like that, because ours, is, the nutrients are just ridiculously different. It's mm-hmm. so much nicer to have our lettuce. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, seriously, you. Uh, I think Nikki yesterday was talking about, like, last night, she was like, oh, Burger King. And all I could think was, you know what? If I get Burger King, can we just grab the lettuce and bring it with us? Tell them to not <laughs> give us a burger with no lettuce and put our lettuce in it, like, right in front of them. And be like, this is real lettuce. This is what lettuce actually tastes like. Yeah. Because it's, you, you've ruined me. You, <laughs> it's like your damn beans. You've ruined me. I'm sorry. So... Yeah, so it, it is what it is. But with that, welcome to the Morning Grind on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. So, yeah. Fun weather coming in for us. The garden is going. We've, we're, the chickens, I, the chickens know something's up. And the mm-hmm. ducks are like, you know, I'm because I'm contemplating still keeping the ducks over there. But I got to figure out what I'm going to do on the run. Because I don't know if I, I want to cover the run, but I don't want to cover the run at the same time. Um, also, you used up some of my lumber and I get it they used it for the trellis but we're I'm I'm trying to think what I'm going to do with the chickens so I I've got to get all this figured out it's, it's it's fine I'm in the home stretch of everything so there's enough wood there that I can do what I need to do I'm the biggest thing I'm trying to figure out right now is the ramp I don't think they'd like a spiral staircase so <laughs> so I'm going to just probably yeah. do it in a couple of sections with a back wall on it so they can't like jump over the back you know type situation mm-hmm. so I'm like okay so that's not a big deal and uh you know, I don't know, uh, but I know David and Amber are definitely ready to take the ducks, and, and I think I'm pretty ready to give them the ducks just to go ahead and clear that out. But then once we clear that out, my brain was like, well, we could put five more planters over there. <laughs> well, like, the planters that I have in the back, mm-hmm. it's the way that they are is really like I don't I don't like the way that they're just in a straight line. I was yeah. thinking either putting them like taking them out in a patterned way that the space in between them will be the size of a planter and mm-hmm. just give them that so it'll it'll take away i think like two or three of them that i could add over there but i was also looking at the um the kitty pools that i have as planters and thinking about moving those too because they're just i everything looks so nice now that mm-hmm. they're becoming an eyesore <laughs> and i don't know what to do with them because i kept thinking like oh man i'll build it so that there's shade cloth so i can have uh like lettuce and things going all the year but then we have to get shade cloth and I have to figure out how to build mm-hmm. a circular frame <laughs> in order to keep the shade cloth from looking even more like an eyesore. So <sighs> I keep I keep yeah. trying to figure it out because like I, I would love to have those for lettuce, but I don't know how to go about putting shade cloth on them. So uh, it's all of this is just interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, but those those are. I, I just want to move them and I keep thinking like oh, I'll put them somewhere like behind the bungalow because I don't want to see them but I'm also scared that it'll go into an out of sight out of mind kind of thing that's that's kind of my concern and uh, I, I need to first structurally be able to tell whether or not I can knock that rail down that's I've got to look at it very carefully so that get to the back access and then 
Nikki's talking about stairs, but I don't even think it needs stairs. I mean, it needs like a step. Yeah. In, in, on, in all honesty, I'm well, like, yeah, because the stairs to the bungalow are mm-hmm. so little that it's yeah. nobody takes all of them. <laughs> Everybody just steps mm-hmm. up past one. So, yeah, no, maybe one step would probably be perfect. Like you could literally, mm-hmm. if you don't have, just build the a small means. Bench. Well, yeah, which is like if you don't have the means to build the stair right now, you could literally just put. Like two cinder blocks there, and everybody would be fine until. Oh you no, can no, get I, those. I can build the stair because I can do it off of the, the rail itself that I'm going to pop down. Uh-huh. The rail itself is thick enough to make a step out of, so that's oh, not a so problem. Then, yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, it's <laughs> one step, mm-hmm. <laughs> just so that nobody has to take a a big leap to get up there. But it's not enough to make two or three. It is yeah. really weird how they did that, but yeah, no. I don't know. It was probably had a, like a small ramp on it, or if, if anything, I mean, it was you know, you know, s- the service house. So mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of it is what it is. But I'm looking at everything right now, going, okay, we got this. But anyways, so let's get on to our national days. How many we got today? Three. Okay, then yeah, let's get right to it. Our first one is it is National Foster Care Day. So awesome. we are raising our voices on the first Tuesday in May to celebrate National Foster Day. And encourage everyone to wear blue in support of foster youth in the U.S. As we kick off Foster Care Month, we are providing the platform to help repair a system that is plagued with shortages nationwide. National Foster Care Day shines a badly needed light on the foster care system. There is a nationwide shortage of foster parents. In addition, stipends provided for foster care parents do not cover the essentials of a growing child. Mm -hmm. Every two minutes, a new child is placed within the foster care system. Currently, there are over 400,000 children in the system at any given time. Many youth enter the foster care system with little to no belongings. And sadly, many of these kids have also suffered the effects of abuse, poverty, neglect, or even the death of their loved ones. The need for support services, essential items, and foster parents is high. Foster children have an uphill battle with startling statistics to overcome and need the support of our communities across the country. And here are some of the statistics. Around 250,000 children enter foster care each year. Only 50% of youth in foster care graduate high school. Foster children suffer from PTSD at more than twice the rate of U.S. war veterans. One out of five foster children experience homelessness within one year of aging out of care. One-third of young women in foster care are pregnant or parenting by the age of 17 or 18. More than 70% of inmates incarcerated were in the foster care system at one point. 70%. That's that's And stipends do not cover the essentials of a growing child. When you volunteer to become a court-appointed special advocate or foster care parent, you receive specialized training. You are not just provided a home for the child. You're not just providing a home for the child. You're a representative avoiding a safe or providing a safe haven for abused and re- neglected children. Nationwide, there's a sor- shortage of licensed foster homes. In the US alone, more than 100,000 children waiting for a, a, are Oh my goodness, I don't know why I'm struggling to read this. Mm. In the US alone, more than 100,000 children are waiting uh, for a family to call home. Organizations like wow. Tickets Dream and P- Project Blue will help guide you on your journey to become a foster parent. Together, you will make a difference to help foster children heal and grow to their full potential. So, to today, volunteer for your local foster care nonprofit to raise funding. Open your hope, your home to a foster child by becoming a foster parent. Share this page to increase awareness, or this podcast to increase awareness and interest in the foster care system. Wear blue to support, to show support for cos- foster care youth. And obviously, share, share, share on social media your stories by being in the foster care system or being foster parents. Wow. 
Uh, I mean, that's this, uh. not known statistics like at well, all. No, to me. like like seriously. I mean, this is what you got to think about. Seventy percent of people who are incarcerated have been through the foster care system. Yeah. Okay. Thirty percent are parents before they're seventeen. This is a horrible thing all around because and and here it is and I'm going to talk about this. This is this comes down to the crime bill, right? This is we we have. You know, what's the number one crime that people are in prison for? We've talked about this before on this podcast, right? Yeah. It's drug re- drug related, mm-hmm. period. Majority of it is even weed related, right? Mm-hmm. And we're we're about legalization of it. And and when you think about this, it's the inner city side of things, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you sit there and you go, "Okay, so um and it's it's a mis- it's a horrible representation, but nearly 50% of the the prison population right now is black." And it's like, and these are people who are also the largest statistic of single families. And so now you're, you're adding the foster care system into this. And it's like, and these, these kids have no idea what love is and no idea what anything is. So that, you know, the proper healthy attention. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and I'm sorry, but we know who's doing this to them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, my gosh, like I'm sitting here and I was thinking about it. It's like, you know. A couple, well, a year from now, Anna's Anna's out, right? Anna's mm-hmm. moving out, so she's going to Tyler as it sits right now, and she's going to go to college there. And it's like, and then not far behind that are the other two. And I was sitting there thinking about, you know, I don't know if I want to have any foster kids because I mean, you go get a kid and they're like fourteen years old, and it's like, okay, you're going to have them for four years. It's like, what's the point type situation? But now I'm sitting here going. God, I want to save as many kids as I can. Yeah, and that's what we we had conversations oh, about it before, yeah. talking about you know once once Lily and Tabby were you know grown up and and leaving, being able to open up our house to foster kids mm-hmm. or adopting kids that are teenagers and yeah. not getting a bunch of babies and toddlers and young kids because that's what everybody gets and everybody looks at the teenagers and goes oh well they're you know gonna be an adult soon, but the problem is is that they haven't had any kind of role model in their life, especially the ones that are freshly put into foster care when they're Mm -hmm. a teenager, because they grew up, you know, either they were dealing with the the abuse, neglect, whatever, all the way up until that point. And they think that there is nothing in the world for them and there's nothing in the world that is good. Or they've been growing up in a lot of lies and suddenly are yanked out of everything that they can call home and shoved into something that ha- has no sense of care or attention towards them with, you know, and then gen- it comes down to genuine- like when we talk about like, you know, not all teachers are predators, but predators become teachers to get with kids. Right. Yeah. And it's not all priests or predators, but people become priests to be predators to kids. Right. And so it's like, I sit there and I go, Okay, how many kids can we protect? You know, because it's not just girls. Like I'm sitting here reading the stats right now. It's it's disgusting mm-hmm. to me. Up, we, it, you, you want to hear this? I, it's hard. Upwards of eighty seven percent of kids in the foster system experience some sort of sexual abuse, rape, or mutilation. That's that's ridiculous. Like. Wh- please kill yourself (laughs) like i mean i'm sorry like if that's where your head is if that's where your body is if that's where your mind is please unsubscribe or get with somebody who will help cancel your membership right this is you, you you 
people have to start breaking these cycles. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm sitting here looking at this and it's like, okay, so you become a foster parent, right? So you fill out the paperwork. They do a preliminary, preliminary background check. Come over to your house. Check out your house. And then you can have kids and you can – and oh, and even wor- – oh, man. Even worse is for the ones who are brothers and sisters. Getting split up. And, yeah, or finding some place because they don't want to get split up. <sighs> man, this is so annoying. The selfish me doesn't want to do this, but m- – yeah, I mean, 13, 14, 15, wherever – you know, it takes a couple of years to change. I mean, look at Anna's life. Yeah. You know, we have changed Anna's life. So, man. <sighs> okay. So, what's our second day? <laughs> uh, our second day is National Teacher Appreciation Day. That works. So, National Teacher Appreciation Day is on the Tuesday during the first full week in May as a reminder to show appreciation for teachers everywhere. We are using this National Day to say thank you to all teachers for their time and dedication to educate our children. National Teacher Appreciation Day is also known as National Teacher Day. The National Education Association describes National Teacher Day as a day for honoring teachers and recognizing the lasting uh, contributions they make to our lives. Teachers play a critical role in educating and shaping our children into the future leaders of our country. These kind, patient, hardworking, dedicated, and understanding professionals help mold our children and guide them in positive directions. We entrust our children with teachers during the school year, and they play a pivotal role in their lives daily. No matter where we are in life, a teacher influenced us. They continue to impact our lives every single day, too. When we meet new employees with a wealth of skills and abilities, know a teacher helps shape them. Every new business owner, doctor, engineer, or nurse can name a teacher who inspired them. Every one of us has at least one teacher in mind who encouraged and motivated us during our education. Take the time today to say thank you to the exceptional teachers you know. Take a moment and reflect on the teachers in your life. So, show a teacher gratitude today. Refill classroom supplies if they need it. Many teachers stock their classrooms with the supplies they need to effectively teach. However, many teachers buy supplies out of their own pocket. Replenishing crayons, pencils, or construction paper is a small token of appreciation for a teacher. Write a letter showing your support for your child's favorite teacher. Kind words are a small way to encourage a teacher by reminding them the impact they are making in the lives of students. Volunteer at at your school, and it's a great way to give teachers a much-needed break. Every day, schools rely on parent support for many programs to succeed. For instance, volunteering to be a crosswalker before and after school or a playground monitor relieves a teacher from those duties. And obviously, share ideas, share your other ideas to show appreciation to your teachers. Yeah, our school doesn't really want volunteers, if we're going to be honest about it, because we offered and they just had nothing for you guys to do. You yeah, literally showed we, up. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting, them because I feel like they always need the support, but they are never ready for it because they they want to be able to have a lot of work done and have help and be able to multitask without it just being them. But when it comes down to it, you know, people show up and then they're like, oh, well, you could do this. Well, you can go help a different teacher. Yeah, well, you finished that. So I don't have anything else. You want to go help them? Because it's it's a very fluid school in a lot of ways they have a lot more guided education Mm -hmm. instead of teaching to a standard they still have standards that they teach and really only a handful of the teachers there actually do the fluid teaching (laughs) because i mean even just like a prime example is you know one of our favorite teachers there his name is mr white and he's amazing and uh he's you know 
he teaches things quickly and gets to the point where he's, you know, very much it's your responsibility for your learning. But if you learn and everything, then we can have a great time and we'll take field trips and, you know, do a bunch of fun stuff as long as we get what we need to get done, done. And they've literally gotten to the point where, you know, he's taught all the standards for Lily's class this year. And now mm-hmm. they're just learning extra and <laughs> taking more field trips and doing fun stuff because they finished the standards. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's it is. You know, teacher, teachers do a lot of cool stuff and extra. They go above and beyond. There are still obviously, you know, bad, you know, bad apples in the bunch. But for the most part, teacher, teachers are great. I, I feel like. Yeah, I mean. They're, they're taking, because obviously teachers do not get paid anywhere near the amount that anybody thinks they should. For whatever reasons and all of that's not the point that I'm making. I'm just saying they, they don't get paid a lot. So when they go above and beyond mm-hmm. to help you know be more they when they go above and beyond to be more caring for your student or for your kid because they're just a student in in their class they don't have to do anything extra but when they go above and beyond to do those extra things to find the things that your kids are interested in to you know deviate from things just a little bit and try to help them you know one-on-one time all of that stuff it's not because they're getting a raise for staying after school to help your kid learn what they didn't get in class. It's because they genuinely are trying to help your kid when they find fun projects and go, oh, hey, you know, you asked me this question. I didn't know the answer then, but, you know, I actually looked it up and figured it out, and now I have the answer to your question. Like, it's they don't have to do any of that. And everybody can think of at least one or two teachers that was definitely, oh, I get paid what I get paid, so I'm not going above and beyond for anything, and they didn't care about you. Yeah, Mr. Croft. (laughs) So, I you know, it's just show show the appreciation because it's teaching is not one of those jobs that you go into saying I'm going to be rich and I'm going to live a big, beautiful, bountiful mm-hmm. life. <laughs> they go into it because they genuinely want to help kids and be a part of shaping kids of the future. Because <laughs> yeah. that's that's it. That's all. It's self gratitude that comes out of a job like that, not the actual comfortability in you know everything being great in life especially in the way that inflation and all of that is going on right now it's hard for teachers so it is and it's it's hard you know because yeah like you said they're they're grossly underpaid and there's it's not hard to fix that's the problem but people don't care is that's that's what it is you know teachers are union and teachers are one of the few unions who are hosed repeatedly and why? Because there's unions behind their unions that are taking money and the teachers aren't getting it. You know, the teachers don't need half the unions that are involved with the school. And I don't mind, I'm not going to get into it because we got a third day to get into. But just do your research to, to actually look and see how much money the schools get and then what percentage of that money the teachers themselves actually get. And you'll be like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we love our teachers. We appreciate our teachers and we're very grateful for our teachers and especially the ones who like are pushing our kids to be beyond average or drones. So what's our third day? It is World Tuna Day. Yeah. World Tuna Day is an annual celebration on May 2nd that highlights the importance of managing fish stocks to maintain sustainability. Mm. By using World Tuna Day, we hope to encourage proper management so the world has systems in place to prevent tuna stocks from crashing. 
More than 96 countries around the world participate in the conservation and management of tuna. In some parts of the world, overfishing of some species, such as the southern bluefin tuna, has brought the species near extinction. The tuna industry has an annual value of almost $10 billion. In fact, approximately 7 million tons of tuna and tuna-like species are landed yearly. Besides industry use and consumption, overfishing and illegal tuna fishing contribute to a need for monitoring tuna stocks. Here are 10 fun facts about tuna. The most popular kind of canned tuna is chunk light meat in water. Light meat in water or oil accounts for 75 to 80% of annual domestic tuna consumption. There are more than two dozen varieties of tuna. Blackfin tuna can be three and a half feet long. Albacore tuna can be as long as four and a half feet. Mm -hmm. But the Atlantic bluefin tuna can be uh, uh, up to about 15 feet. Mm -hmm. And the largest tuna specimen found was over 21 feet long and 1,600 (sighs) pounds. Mm -hmm. Tuna are swift swimmers and can reach a speed between 44 and 62 miles per hour. Oh, yeah. Tuna has the ability to camouflage their skin to blend in with their uh, ocean surrounding. And tuna have... uh, unique ability to maintain a body temperature above that of the surrounding water there are countless ways to incorporate tuna into a heart healthy diet you can combine tuna with tomatoes salad greens steamed green beans and uh boiled slices sliced potatoes for a classic salad okay stirring a can of tuna into a pot of corn chowder makes a delicious tuna bisque you can also make a delicious cold pasta salad with tomato, celery, canned kidney beans, and black olives, and finally adding a can of tuna. The most popular way to prepare a can of tuna is by making tuna salad, complete with mayonnaise, celery, pickles, cheese, and onion. Yum. Here are some random facts about the healthiness of tuna. Adding tuna to your diet will give you 5 grams of protein per ounce. Mm-hmm. Tuna has been found to be high in two types of omega-3 fatty acids. Mm-hmm. Omega-3 EPA, which is a fatty acid that inhibits cellular inf- uh, inflammation, and omega-3 DHA, which is a fatty acid that promotes eye and brain health. The omega-3 fatty acids found in tuna are known to promote good heart health by helping decrease triglycerides in the blood, lowering the risk of earth arrhythmia mm-hmm. arrhythmia. arrhythmia arrhythmia okay which is irregular heartbeats mm-hmm. and slowing the buildup of plaque in the arteries did you know this is the uh six different things all forms of tuna represent more than one third of the total fish and seafood segment in the u.s and more than half of the fin fish segment yep that's crazy yep canned tuna is the second most popular seafood product in the u.s after shrimp yep Americans eat about 1 billion pounds of canned and pouched tuna a year. <sighs> Only coffee and sugar exceed canned tuna in sales. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's weird. Well, yeah. Y- y- I, I, and my favorite form of tuna is none of that. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Put a slab of it in front of me and, and give me my nice knives and I will just go to town. And, you know, the funny thing is, is the reason that I got into it was... Because of what it does for your brain. It's actually shown that the B12s and everything that are in tuna um, help with dementia and Alzheimer's and, you know, can actually reverse a lot of problems with things like that. So, but a lot of it gets killed when they can it. But anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) In 2007, Americans ate 2.7 pounds of canned tuna per capita. Oh, I'm way an overachiever. 
Unopened canned tuna has a recommended shelf life of up to four years as long as the product has been stored under normal conditions and is not damaged. Pouch mm-hmm. tuna has a shelf life of three years. And then, last but not least, tuna is a carnivore, feeding on different types of fish such as mackerel, herring, hake, squids, and crustaceans. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. But oh, yeah. I also... I, it's not exactly like I can go around reading a bunch of fish facts. So, <laughs> But I, I don't know what, like, I've always thought that f- fish were just, like, the same size, like, relatively oh, around, like, no. you know, that fish were smaller than us. That's mm-hmm. I literally grew up thinking that because I know none of my family goes fishing and it's not like we sat around eating a bunch of fish all the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that tuna were as big as they were and i saw you you know started fishing and then talking about you know different kinds of fish and the things that we want to catch we go when we do go you know deep water ocean fishing and blah 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 blah. and then like seeing people because you're in a bunch of fishing groups you're seeing people holding Mm -hmm. tuna and being like yeah that's a tuna that's a tuna oh yeah (laughs) why is it so big i thought tuna were little (laughs) so Oh, you're gonna show me another Look one. Look at that one. That oh guy's, my god! That guy's six foot two. Yeah. See, that's crazy. My mm-hmm. brain. That's scary. Like, mm-hmm. and I know fish are stupid, so it's not like I would swim in a water around a tuna and like I would feel like my life is threatened. But I don't like the idea of fish, normal looking fish, mm-hmm. being bigger than me. I've talked about it before, but I think it's the weirdest thing that I that fish that are small mm-hmm. and fish that are giant look the same like it's not like things yep. change i it is it grosses me out that a fish can be as big as it is and have an eyeball that is the size of my head yep that's <laughs> it's gross. and the people eat it yeah it's like i yeah anyways i could go on forever about how i think fish being big is mm-hmm. weird to me because i grew up i was convinced my entire life that fish were smaller than humans all fish everywhere that unless it was a shark or a whale or a squid or an octopus, like mm-hmm. that those were the things that were bigger than us. And fish weren't bigger than us. And yeah, it still blows my mind to this day. I am about to be 22 years old and it still is weird for me to see pictures of people standing next to fish like that where the fish is bigger than them. That is weird. Oh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Look, and, and but here's the thing to understand. It's like we talk about this with salmon. We talk about this with tuna. You know, it's so good for you. And like uh-huh. the way that we're doing things now where we're looking at a bowl of rice with some veggies on it and I'm sitting there going, you know, some sliced up raw tuna sounds Ooh, good. Pokeballs. You know, basically, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking about that. And it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, it gets gets me excited. So and there, listen, we know that there's health risks involved when when it comes to eating raw fish, but that's why you trust not only your fishmonger, but the methods and everything else in which they they utilize your fish, right? The most dangerous thing that you can do when it comes to fish is leave it exposed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, there have been different studies for different things. And and I'm going to tell you something. People can find studies for everything that can do damage to you. And the problem is, is when you look at studies, like there was one study where somebody, I was like, Oh man, 89% of of the fish that were of the tuna that were sampled in this one were infected with parasites that can attach to human stomachs and intestines causing, you know, um bloody stool, vomiting, stomach pains, da da da. da. And so I went and I looked up that study, right? Mm-hmm. Off the coast of Iran, one of the most polluted coasts, <laughs> coastlines, you know, and 
and what what were the oh gosh what was it it was the handling the there was nothing to to mention anything on the control of the handling it doesn't matter where you catch it if you're not taking care of the fish and doing it right mm -hmm. then you know yeah you can get yourself sick but i will tell you this i would rather I mean, if i had to choose and this is going to sound horrible but if i had to choose between bloody stool and alzheimers then cool nobody's looking at my stool everybody's everybody's affected by my brain you know so i'm gonna do whatever it takes to have the healthiest brain i can so anyways with that uh, don't forget to hit that follow button or whatever you're listening from like our podcast page on facebook follow us on instagram and twitter you can find all of that in our link tree in the description and be sure to give our website a visit that would be stupid podcast on everything i want to thank everybody who is actually going to our website um we haven't submitted it to the search engines yet but the traffic is been going up which tells us it's you guys so thank you so much stupid podcast on everything.com and we'll look forward to seeing you uh this afternoon till then peace out with your peace out bye